This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Do it, Curly Joe. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 223, September 6, 2019. We revisit the hot, roaring 20s. It was 98 degrees on this day in 1922 and uh, as cool as 35 degrees in 1885. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks Commissioner and Keeper of Common Sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. There is a photo in the uh, Star Tribune today of a gal uh, standing uh, in a pool of water. Uh, where is that? PV, PV Plaza. Plaza. Uh, her name is Cynthia Bartell. She puts on her earbuds and danced at PV Plaza Thursday, grooving to Lizzo and other tunes. This is the coolest thing I have done, said the Minneapolis resident in her first year with the group. Don't you feel it, too? The group's motto is liberate yourself, dance, liberate others, with elements of flash mob, exercise group, and mindfulness practice. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Mm-hmm. She ain't voting for Trump. You don't think so? <laughs> no, no, she ain't voting for Trump. She looks like she could use a shower. Just well, no. Let, I don't. No, no. See, I don't want to go down that road. Oh. I, no, 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 no. Oh. I just that was it. It needs no further comment. Oh. Nothing against this gal. Well, I got but a lot more comments. I know like you that. do, and I don't want to hear them. But here's a question I have: Can you? Just walk into that pool at PV Plaza. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that's that. why they have. That. Yeah. Well, are you are you asking because that's a group you want to join? Yeah, I'm, I want to practice mindfulness. Sure. How fun would it be for the five of us to go down there? <laughs> oh my god! And shake our groove thing. Wouldn't that be cool? I yeah. love PV Plaza, but I'm going in with my pants and boots on and everything on. I'm just going to slosh <laughs> your mutters, or, or maybe <laughs> maybe I'll bring my barn boots, <laughs> <laughs> clean them off a bit. Yeah. These uh, need some rinsing. Frequent contributor uh, Jordy wanted to alert me to uh, the story of uh, uh, a liberal author is begging normal people, meaning people who didn't vote for Trump, not to wear uh, MAGA-like red caps because you're making everyone afraid. Uh, this this <laughs> wow. woman, uh, what's her name? She's a Chicago-based author, Rebecca Mackey, Mackey 41. Uh, she's been a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize and National Book Award. She's receiving backlash on Twitter after likening President Trump's red Make America Great hats to the Nazi swastika and urging normal people, that is, people who didn't vote for Trump, to avoid wearing any type of red hat, saying they'd be making people scared by doing so. She also asked sports fans whose teams wear red hats, such as the Cincinnati Reds, Philadelphia Phillies, Washington Nationals, well, how about the Detroit Red Wings? Not to don that color cap in public. It's not <laughs> oh worth God. disenfranchised. Uh, 
It's not worth making disenfranchised people feel unsafe, she wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Also, for the love of God, the clever folks wearing Make America Read Again or whatever caps, no, you're making everyone scared. Don't do it. Wow. Mackey's initial tweet received more than 19,600 likes and has been retweeted no. more than 1,500 times, but several users posted screenshots showing the author had blocked them on Twitter after slamming the leftist novelist for being so easily triggered by red hats. Yeah. A few did agree with Mackey, and one suggested fans of the Detroit Red Wings, St. Louis Cardinals, Los Angeles Angels, Arizona Cardinals, and others uh, to not to wear a team cap because red hats equal bigotry. No. No, 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 no they, ma'am. Not, not really. No, you're, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> do you, uh, do you have one? I'm thinking I have at least two. I would gladly wear a, a magna hat if somebody would give me one. You my know what only, I have? My only qualification for hats, they've got to be free. What's the hat I have? A stormy something. The, it's the Elmer Fudd hat, the red one. Oh yeah, the uh, <laughs> stormy what the, Daniels. No, no, <laughs> no. Stormy. That's idiotic. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I can picture it, it, but I can't remember. It's, they're, they're made either in the United States or in Canada, but it's, it's a red hat with the ear flaps, <laughs> the flaps that are tied are up, and then yeah. you bring them down. And oh, the one you wore at the ice, yeah. at crashed ice. Yeah. Is that the one yeah. you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Okay. I'm it's not getting look. rid of that. Uh, Mine, that's a nice hat. I'm not Mine getting is, rid of that. Uh, I have the same thing, plaid, though it's yeah, plaid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mackey wrote The Great Believers, a novel that addresses the AIDS epidemic in the 1980s and 90s that was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize and the National Book Award and received the ALA Carnegie Medal and LA Times Book Prize, among other accolades, according to her website. And her followers are now uh, petrified, apparently. Uh, if they if they run into a red hat, it makes them scared. These are the same people that can't handle when the doorbell rings, apparently. Yes. How long before... The oh. color red is bad. Just oh, the color red. Well, to some fool like this, it's already bad. You know, and I got a lot of why is she like this? Because she seems somewhat normal on her, except for that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so know. What, how can you have that? Yeah. Such a disconnect. I, people are <laughs> goofy. Stupid. Goofy. Send me that Trump hat. I'll put it on. <laughs> as long as I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> Former Vice President and Presidential Candidate Joe Biden insisted at a top-dollar campaign fundraiser event in New York City that he won't take contributions from the fossil fuel industry. But the fundraising event was held at the ritzy Manhattan home of Andrew Goldman, who helped found a natural gas company. (laughs) (laughs) The appearance by the Democratic frontrunner came just 24 hours after he joined nine of his rivals for the White House at a climate change forum where his upcoming appearance at the fundraiser sparked some controversy. Folks, I know there's been a lot of attention paid to you showing up tonight, more than I think you anticipated. Biden emphasized as he kicked off his speech to the donors at the fundraiser. Biden said there was a misrepresentation the previous night at the CNN town hall when he was asked by a supporter of Senator Bernie Sanders why Biden should be trusted to tackle climate change when he was heading to a fundraiser co-hosted by Goldman, one of the founders of the Texas-based natural gas company LNG Western. Without mentioning Goldman by name, Biden told the crowd at the fundraiser that there was a discussion and I think a mild misrepresentation of what was going on relative to climate. Uh, I have no idea what he means. The former vice president reiterated his pledge not to take contributions from fossil fuel companies, a vow that nearly every candidate uh, is, is uh, taken. I just want to be very clear. I'm not committed to raising money from fossil fuel executives, and I'm not doing that tonight, he highlighted. Climate change presents an existential threat and is real. No, 
it's not an existential threat. An existential threat would imply that you are immediately threatened with uh, doom, and uh, it's it's not an existential threat. Uh, anyway, he uh, he had a big fundraiser at the home of a natural gas developer. These guys Barack are... Obama has made an intelligent choice for the vice presidency. By the way, do you know the website? You know, I'm embarrassed. Do you know the website number? I, uh, you know, I should have it in front of me, and I don't. <laughs> website number. Is that before website or after his eye blew up? <laughs> I think that was a little bit before. <laughs> this is fun, Joe. They're talking themselves out of an election. Uh, none of them are going to win. I, so I, I disagree. Oh, really? I think one of them will. I, I beat Trump? I do. Oh, no. The, 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 the real race is uh, the Democrats. Are they going to try to topple uh, old Joe. It doesn't matter because uh, they're not going to win. They, they've got no shot. Can I uh, get something else off my chest about this preposterous climate nonsense? Uh, an asteroid collision w- with Earth was recently ruled out by NASA, and then hours later it smashed into the Caribbean. Whoopsies. Oh, okay. Oops. No, and I'm not indicting uh, uh, NASA uh, at all. Uh, the point being that <laughs> you can see. An asteroid with a telescope, apparently. There it is. There's the path it's taking. It's not going to hit us. Boom. Okay. You can see that. You can track it. You can follow it. Right here it comes. It's empirical. There it is. But we know what the temperature is going to be 100 years from now. There you go. It's just nonsense. Nonsense. How is everybody? Crabby. I think so. Really? It's a beautiful day today. Do you know they still make Fritos, Kenny? Oh, I will. Throttle you. Is that what I smell? Can I get something else off my chest? Sure, it's your show. Uh, granted, now that she's a royal, Meghan Markle will get more uh, press than she ever did. Right. right. And and she's in this kerfuffle with her husband Harry. Uh, uh, they've been uh, they've been roundly criticized for taking private jets to places. Yeah, sure. So remember the other day, Harry and uh, he's going to find a, a new way to mm-hmm. bring attention to this. And, he flew commercial somewhere to demonstrate his point. Well, it turns out she just flew commercial uh, for a two-day trip to New York uh, to watch uh, Serena Williams play in the U.S. Open. Oh, isn't that nice? Oh. And, and apparently that, you know what? I, I, I'm going to forgive uh, uh, her. What, what, what difference does it make what kind of jet you fly in? No, you're in a jet. You're yeah. in a jet. Right, whether it's a Delta mm-hmm. One commercial or fly a commercial. Fly commercial if you want, Megan, or fly private. Just shut up. Right, but I don't care. We'd recommend you fly private. <laughs> I would at every single opportunity. Absolutely, <laughs> without it. So, does the article go on to uh, explain? Did she buy all of first class, or is she sitting next to some greaser like me? With his barn had, had a shower in three days. I'm, I'm sure she's. Funny. Uh, I'm sure she's in first class. But are we to dismiss the fact? Yeah, first that- class. The royal uh, uh, is likely to have flown first class for her, t- her for her two day trip to the U S. Uh, I didn't. I don't want to read any more of it. My point being, uh, this whole flying nonsense uh, is exacerbated by Saint Greta Thunberg, mm-hmm. the sixteen-year-old uh, <laughs> Swedish uh, uh, rock star who sailed over here on a four and a half million dollar private racing yacht with a full crew supplied by the royalty of Monaco uh, to demonstrate that she's so woke. 
She's pretty woke. That's far hornable. She's pretty woke. Woke. Definitely, yeah. She's so woke. Please add that to the list. She won't fly. But, you know, the whole flying, I don't care. People, just take your flights and shut up. Who cares? But are we to overlook the fact that she's just going on that jaunt to go watch some tennis and then coming back? I don't care what she's doing. No, we need ammunition, Joe. It's for our policy should be either fly or don't fly. Yeah. Uh, Back back it up and don't fly. I think those are the two options. You've covered them. Yeah. Well, Greta's not flying. <laughs> Greta's not flying. Right. Yeah. She'll probably end up flying home, but you have to get home, don't you? The whole flying thing, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, it. You're okay. I don't care if you take a... If I, if I was a billionaire, yeah. the first toy I'd have would be a private... I don't even go anywhere, right. but I'd have a plane. You'd have a private... In jet case I went work. somewhere. I'd have just one case. just so I could fly from the St. Paul Airport to the Minneapolis Airport. <laughs> Here I but, am. But don't lecture me. You don't get to lecture anybody now, Megan and Harry. You flew. Just take it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the U.S. Open. Fly home and shut up. Pick up Archie and nurse him or whatever you do. And, and don't, work, don't tell the rest of us that flying is uh, critically uh, in, uh, hampering the, uh, the atmosphere. If you really believe that, you wouldn't have flown over here. I don't care. Either private or commercially, you wouldn't have flown over here. So don't worry about it. But you're a, you're a royal now, and every move you make is going to be... Uh, under a microscope. Did she buy any carbon credits? Oh, I'm sure she planted a tree or something. I don't know. You know what I'm working up to? The convenience of fossil fuel. No? No, no, no. Well, by the way, Bert says if we outlaw fossil fuels, how will our children get to school? There are a lot of school buses That's out there. That's very true. Who will protect our children? Since Kenny's bleep barge smokes a lot, smells funny, may or may not get you where you're going, and is marginally legal, I suggest the SS Ditchweed, or since it seems to be primarily for comic value, the fart button. <laughs> Are we getting official name today? No, but we've uh, we've narrowed it down to ten, and I can cover those later in the broadcast. I, I, I want you to. I think we should. Should we let the listeners choose? I, it's up to you. It's your, it's your deal. Maybe you know, they have a half a vote. Let's milk it for a while. We'll let the listeners choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll run down the names later so. when you run out of material. Joe, mm-hmm. that was a bit of a Pontius Pilate. I don't pilot. run out of material. The Pontius Pilate thing you did there. Uh, it's your deal. You yeah. could have oh, washed my hands. Yeah. Wash my hands. <laughs> we had a late submission yesterday, Kenny, from Mark. Uh, how about the SS Fatamaran? Get it? Fat. Oh, fat. Yeah. Like fat. Fatamaran? Yeah, like instead chubby. of catamaran. Yeah. I have a feeling I should be insulted. Oh, you're probably I right. Worry about uh, way to go, Mark. You're too dumb to be insulted. Just let it go. <laughs> Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. My name is Hannah, and I have been in Girl Scouts since kindergarten. My dad is a longtime listener to your program, but a zero-time caller. He has told me about your passion for having no whales die on your watch and that each week you recycle your plastic bags at a store. That is correct. I do that. My friends, Kalina... Spelled K A Y L E N A. Oh, Foghorn. Is Brianna a name? Yeah, of course. Is Sienna? Yes. S I E N A. Yeah. My friends, Kalina, Brianna, Sienna, and I are currently working on our Silver Award. Our Silver Silver Award is a project to reduce the usage of plastic bags by educating the people on how to make reusable bags by using an old T-shirt. 
We have made a YouTube video that demonstrates how to make our reusable bags. Anyone can make these bags as long as they have an old The Rookie Sent Me, Fighting Stogies, or Krabby Coffee Shop t-shirt laying around (laughs) that they are willing to cut up. The bags require no sewing and are very easy to make. I would love if you would watch our video and give it a try. It would be deeply appreciated if you would do this and spread the word to the GLers. Our goal is to get as many people involved in the project as possible, and you could certainly help. Well, I did. Hannah, I watched the uh, video. Well, you've watched it already. Okay. I watched it, but the audio isn't good enough to try to replay. Okay. Uh, you know, but it's the gals are sitting there on a couch, and they, uh, uh, I didn't, I can't tell if this is real or satire. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. I think it's real. I can I picture what they did. Yeah, uh, you just I sew the, the or you tie a knot in the bottom. Yeah, that. sew the necks, sew the sleeves, There's turn no it upside so, no down. No sewing. No sewing involved. Oh, tie it off. Uh, go to. Uh, well, you're not going to really find well, it. Kenny, would you be able to do that with one of yours? Because you cut the sleeves off. All of them. Yeah. I don't have any T-shirts with sleeves. <laughs> you guys remember in the 70s when uh, the hippies were taking blue jeans and they were cutting the crotch out and turning them into purses and bags? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. You used to have those, too? Brutal flashback there. I remember that. Ap- apropos of nothing. I, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> Hey, there's a great after-school sale taking place right now at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake, right on Highway 61. It's a back-to-school sale on scooters. That's right, scooters, where you beat the man at the fuel pump and you always find a place to park. And uh, Lance and Sim, the manufacturer, got wind of Tim Bloom's back-to-school sale, and they they uh, contributed another $100 off the price. So right now you get a Race Star 49cc. It was on sale for $12.99. It's now only $11.99. The Cabo 50 was on sale for $18.99. It's now $17.99. The Havana Classic 50 and the Soho 50 also now reduced to $18.99, not $19.99. This is uh, EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. They have a full line of Yamaha motorcycles, youth ATVs, and snowmobiles. Really, really a wonderful shop, not to mention that great line of Bintelli electric assist bikes. But right now, you're a college student. A uh, high school student, and you need some transportation that's affordable and uh, fuel efficient, get to EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61 for the back to school sale. Who are we looking at there? Who just got one? Well, Patricia got her hubby an SYM Fiddle 3 200i scooter to ride around in Champlain. Yeah, well, that's not one of the ones it's, on it's sale. It's not, but they, have, <laughs> no, but they have such a great selection. Oh, they got a great selection. It's of just that's a pretty cool looking scooter. That's a very neat Red scooter. Red and white with the black seat. It's got the correct high windshield, too. He's yeah, got no. the, it looks like the Chips. Remember the Chips motorcycle yeah, yeah. shields? That's what those look like. No, no, it doesn't. That's uh, on Instagram, <laughs> EcoFun Motorsports. EcoFunMotorsports.com. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. I know what I saw when I, uh, and we played it yesterday, the question of the teacher uh, to Bernie Sanders, would he uh, create policy to regulate population controls by making uh, birth control and abortion uh, more readily available to women in third world countries? I know what I saw, and, I, and I'm not backing down, that I think he is a dark uh, and delusional and dangerous uh, fellow. But the Washington Post uh, has a writer named Aaron Blake 
who uh, spent considerable ink and pages to defend Bernie because, of course, uh, this uh, Aaron Blake would be uh, terribly more woke than I am, terribly more enlightened than most of us. And he repeats the the, uh, question by the teacher named Martha Redioff, uh, asking Sanders if he would support making population control part of his climate change agenda. She used the term, because we have a a climate change catastrophe, would you make population control part of your agenda? And Sanders said he would. And uh, the Washington Post goes on to uh, explain to us what the Mexico City Agreement is. The Mexico City Agreement denies American aid to those organizations around the world that are uh, that allow women to have abortions or get involved in birth control. Uh, that's Bernie's answer. Sanders' comments drew almost instant denunciations on the right. Okay, and, and they, they did here. The Republican National Committee accused Sanders of saying he wanted to abort poor babies for population control. Conservative CNN host S.E. Cup accused Sanders of supporting eugenics. We dis- we decided that it's not <coughs> eugenics. Fox News headline alleged that Sanders said he'd back U.S. funding for third world abortions. Well, that's exactly what he would do. I'm surprised that these woke liberals aren't uh, wise to the fact that uh, Bernie would uh, would uh, uh, eliminate a lot of of children of color with these policies. Right. right. (laughs) Uh, But here the Washington Post writer says we can say three things. Many of these critiques distort what Sanders actually said. B.S. I know what he said. said I saw it. The policy Sanders said he would reverse is something each of the past two Democratic presidents have reversed. So his position is hardly a surprise. And Sanders talked about the issue in a way Democrats haven't generally talked about it, which should raise some eyebrows. And it certainly raised my eyebrows. The Mexico City Agreement, also known as the Mexico City Policy or the Global Gag Rule, it prohibits U.S. foreign aid, not just directly for abortions, but for any organization that provides abortion or abortion-related services. The reason its name includes the Mexican capital is that it was introduced there in 1984 at a global conference on the threat of population control. The Reagan administration caused a stir by introducing the policy and de-emphasizing the threat of overpopulation at a time when much of the world was quite concerned about the issue, hence the global conference, the first of which had been held in 1974. Since then, the rule has been a political football, predictably uh, being passed back and forth depending on which party wins the White House. Bill Clinton reversed it in the early days of his administration. George W. Bush reinstated it shortly after his inauguration. Then Barack Obama put it back into play in 2009. Then President Trump put it back, uh, put it back. On the shelf. On the shelf in 2017. The reason all this might be news to people is that population growth has generally moved to the back burner as a political issue. And it's not often invoked in the U.S. climate change debate. Sanders seems to think it should be. What am I missing, uh, Mr. Enlightened Washington Post reporter? What, what am I missing? He clearly, he clearly, uh, if he was president, he'd put the Mexico City Agreement off, off, off limits again, and start using your tax money yep. to send it around the world so that women could have abortions and, and learn about birth control. What what am I missing? And I know this was brought up, and it, but it's worth repeating again. Imagine for a second of what Bernie said at that at that summit, if Trump had said that. Oh my God, Trump's too worried about the Sharpie Gate. <laughs> but that's how hypocritical this entire situation is. But yeah, imagine absolutely. for a second if he brought if he said that. Oh, my God, it would be wall-to-wall news. The same thing holds true for immigration. You you know, Trump has said the same thing that Obama uh, did and voted for, and Hillary, and I could go on and on and on. But since Trump said it, it's evil and wrong. 
See Pat's new name for Trump? Yeah. yeah. Pat used to call Trump the trumpeter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now he's calling him Bama. 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 <laughs> is he joining us today? One yes. o'clock. Yes, he is. Isn't this just one of those things that, that goes with the tide, Who, whoever's in office? Yes. Yes. I mean, it sounds like it's gone back and but, forth. But you've for never years. heard it. You, you've never. It's it's never been in the public domain the way it is since the CNN roundtable the other night. I don't remember it ever being no. a campaign no. issue or topic. Sanders did invoke abortion in his answer, according to our enlightened Washington Post reporter, but only in accurately describing what the Mexico City policy does. He also nodded generally to the idea that American women have a right to control their own bodies and make reproductive decisions as a key principle. But when describing specifically how he would support combating global population growth, Sanders only mentioned birth control. People may infer things from the fact that he invoked reproductive decisions in his answer, but he never said that he thinks the United States should support abortion as a means of population control. I I think what he said was tantamount to exactly that. Tantamount to exactly that. He thinks it's absurd that American money is not available to the likes of him to distribute around the world for abortion and birth control. Why should it be? At the same time, he's wading into a dicey issue. Despite its origins, the Mexico City policy isn't generally talked about in the context of population control, nor is population control as frequent a climate change topic as Gore seemed to regard it in 1992. Sanders' answer invites more debate on how much of a priority this is for the Democratic Party and what specifically should be done about it. The fact that it's tied to global warming is is what worries me, because everybody's so drunk on global warming right now. Well, in the past, it just stood on its own as its own, right? But now it's tied to global warming. Well, well, well here's, here's, the, here's the larger dynamic that's in play. These Democratic candidates are in lockstep in the belief that trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars must be spent on some sort of green new deal because they, they think the world is ending. It is not. But they've gone... They've gone from banning plastic straws to, to, at the very least, introducing the idea of, of population control as a means Correct. of combating right. what they believe to be climate change. The climate has always changed and always will. The climate has always changed and always will. Our chief offsite correspondent, Kelsey, uh, said that he wrote to me about 10 years ago that this was coming. Uh, well, he, he's right. And, uh, he references, uh, a book. Uh, he said this, this is starting to sound like a famous short story called the lottery, which I have never Mm -hmm. heard of. The lottery is a short story written by Shirley Jackson, first published in the June 26, 1948 issue of the New Yorker. It has been described as one of the most famous short stories in the history of American literature. I feel terrible that I'm unaware of this story and I will read it. The the story describes a fictional small town in contemporary America which observes an annual rite known as the lottery. The purpose of the lottery is to choose a human sacrificial victim to be stoned to death to ensure the community's continued well-being. Oh, boy. boy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was actually a short film in 1969. Mm -hmm. To repeat... uh, the enlightened Washington Post reporter has not converted me uh, to his way of thinking. Uh, 
And I don't feel that I'm being uncharitable, and I don't feel I'm uh, taking anything Bernie Sanders said out of context. I also know how to report uh, Aaron Blake. And uh, my take on that is that uh, Bernie would leap at the chance to, uh, to, to introduce population control measures to combat climate change because that's how far gone these people have become mm-hmm. they've gotten to this point now right so my theory you don't go much beyond this point so you don't think my theory uh is off base my theory of of forced in bo- abortions i don't think it's off base at all anybody, i think it's a dreadful dark prospect on the horizon anybody uh say under 20 years old uh, pregnant abortion you've wow. already got people uh depopulating themselves out of business they're not having babies in Italy. They're not having babies in Spain. They're not having babies in France. Yes, you in the back? Uh, Tim had emailed after the conclusion of the show, or after he listened to the show yesterday, and said, Hey, Joe, on Thursday's show, you rightfully have Bernie Panders uh, gave him a well-earned groin kick. I have a question for you. Don't all of those Dems that didn't push back on his thoughts uh, deserve the same fate? Well, sure they do, but they weren't going to push back on his thoughts. They're all in agreement. Mm-hmm. They're all in agreement. Now that I think about it, you, what you just said about all these people not having babies, isn't that what the city of Minneapolis is doing right now? Social engineering us, turning us into a city that is not friendly for families, not well, friendly for people with babies? Well, I've, I've That's often, kind of what they're doing. I've often contended that the Mysterians uh, uh, ruling from the salon do not take families into account. In their central planning. Right. They don't take the mom with the three kids into account. Right. Hell with her. We're putting a bike lane in. And mom, you might have to find a place to park two blocks away in front of your own, instead of parking in front of your own house. So they're not necessarily against the family. No. They just don't want them here. Well, it's, it's not that so much is that uh, we're being led by, uh, you know, people that are fresh out of the failed academy. And uh, they're, they're not terribly interested in a house with a picket fence and two kids and a dog. That's just not right. the way they operate. Right. And you're seeing that in Minneapolis's plan now to, uh, what is it, the 2040 plan where there's going to yes. uh, uh, lift uh, uh, zoning codes so that there can be high-density housing along the parkway or wherever, which is, a, which yeah. is really a uh, euphemism for uh, we don't think you privileged white people should own your own house. <laughs> You know, put apartments up around yeah, right. uh, uh, around uh, Bidet Macascot. <laughs> right. Calhoun. Right. Just picking away at convention. Jeez. Right. Gross. Yeah. Gross. But uh, Bernie, uh, I, I'm not changing my mind. I think Bernie's a fearful, horrific uh, human being. When does he want to give it up, though? He's What is he, 76? I think he's 76. Well, he yeah. sees the stones out there, and he figures he can keep that. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I think Keith's never sounded better, Johnny. He sounds good, yeah. Oh, man. He sounded pretty good in the 60s. Uh, yes, but, uh, I have had a friend who uh, saw them in Miami uh, Friday night, I think, uh, send me uh, text of videos of it, and he, he sounds as good as yeah. he's sounded in a long time. Those, I don't know if you listened to it, but those solo albums in the 90s he made, mm-hmm. they're better than a lot of the Stones albums. Oh, yeah. Johnny, yeah. who has written more familiar, famous licks than Keith? Well, Chuck Berry's the obvious one. Plus, Keith plays most of Chuck Berry's licks. Right. Keith... Uh, Chuck, all of his stuff sounds the same. Come on, give me a break. Well, a lot of the Stone stuff sounds the same. <laughs> uh, 
Well, na- name me a, name me a Keith Lick. Name me five Keith Licks that you think are unique. I asked you because I, I asked you. I don't. I, well, I, 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 I'm I, not. I didn't ask you so you could open up a can of verbal whoop ass on me and, <laughs> and deride me. I, I asked you a question his and I want an answer. Well, well, to me, uh, his most famous would be "It's Only Rock and Roll." Oh, rock and Roll. Uh, there's uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Although some of the early stuff, Brian Jones actually was responsible for some of the early licks. Why are they still working? Because well, what else? you got to have some place to go. Is that Johnny? what it is? Same with Paul McCartney. When you get up in the morning, you got to have some place to go. Is that okay. Bud's quote? Johnny, Bud you could do your own okay. show. You yeah. could do your own music show. Nah. Can yes, I, it's coming. Folks. I want to be part of it. Too. There is going to be a John Hyde <laughs> music a... show coming because John has an interview has interviewed <laughs> about 160 notable musicians, yeah. and we're really, really working on John Hyde to, uh, and he's going to. Oh, we're getting there. It's we're going to be. There. It's going to be very. You know what we are. One day closer. One day closer. Well, at some point, I'll stop thinking that's funny. Okay. All right. Wouldn't it be fun though if we could argue like this for an hour like no, that? I don't think so. <laughs> no. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we take a break and come back with the John Height News Experience? Everybody now. Is this Dawson? Dawson Hollow? Truth, justice, and the suturette. Boy, I think they were good. I think they are good. I've become obsessed with their YouTube channel. They have some really good tunes. You're wrong, Kenny. You're wrong. I haven't said a word. I don't want a music argument. Oh, I'm sorry. I want John Heights news. <laughs> if I you, say Joe. they're great, Kenny, they're great. Oh, they're really John great. and I literally had a knockdown drag out fight at the fair after you left. About that group? About Hall and Oates and Eddie Money. Oh. <laughs> I'm a big Hall and Oates fan. Of yeah, course me you too. Are. Yeah. I wouldn't Doesn't surprise fair, me. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, not so much Eddie Money. I like Eddie's first two John Heights news. A lot. Maybe Why don't we just do a music show? Okay. Uh, <laughs> and it, it didn't help that your uh, kid was beating me up, too. Your kid yeah. likes Eddie Money. He likes that first album a lot. Anyway, here's John Heights' nose. Let's get to it. Thanks, Jeez. Joe. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Business is hoping to benefit from the Metro Blue Line extension. Botno LRT are getting some help from Hennepin County. Now, this light rail project would extend the Blue Line from Target Field to Brooklyn Park. There are 11, okay. 11 proposed stops along the 13-mile route. Go get them, boys. How are those oh. people getting there now? Just via the bus? They can't. They stay in Brooklyn. Oh, Park. okay, okay. So this is the link. I got it. Yeah. Carrie Pierce Ruck with Hennepin County says, We know light rail will bring a lot of development, a lot of opportunities to corridor cities or station areas. We also know there are thriving businesses and really wonderful business nodes in the Botno Corridor today, and we want to help those existing business owners prosper and thrive and grow their business. Where have we heard that before? You will get off of one Thank of those you. stations and visit an art store. Get a cup of coffee. This. Get something to eat in one of our fantastic uh, restaurants. And if you're really hip, you can get off at Whiskey Junction or the Joint or the Caboose. Yeah. Thank you, Sharon. You know, I loved her. Your question, uh, Rook, got me to thinking. My kid was in a band. The bass player lived in Robbinsdale. They practiced in Bloomington. She would hop on the train, take that to downtown, then get on a number of buses to get up to 80, uh, to Broadway and 100. About an hour and a half to two hours it it took her to get home. Yeah, she should have gotten a car. I have a serious question. (laughs) Very serious question, based solely on the soundbite Rook just played. Yep. Yesterday afternoon, 
I went over to the University Avenue Walmart. I had some time to kill between this show and doing the beer show last right. night. The one right. on Lexington. The one on Lexington. And, and Yeah, exactly. I went over there. That area is... Not Lexington. It's Hamlin Ham- University. Ham- Hamlin University. But all of those businesses that were on there are all dead now. But yep. but that area is so different than it was 10 years ago. What what happened? Did you see how Royce got beat up a couple of weeks ago because he took the train from the ballpark in downtown St. Paul mm-hmm. to, I'm assuming, over here? No, he took it to a soccer game at Alliance Field. It was a soccer game, right. And it took him a long time. And, there and he were, witnessed a lot of corruption. And there were people chiming in saying, no, it didn't take that long. You're wrong. It didn't take that long. Racy's like, oh, I was there. Yeah. I, I had a watch. Right. This is my experience. <laughs> yeah. In our previous, uh, when we had a radio show, uh, the boss used to come and correct me every time I said it. So I'm going to correct you, Joe. Mm-hmm. It's Allianz. Allianz? Allianz. Oh, what did I say? You said Allianz. Alliance. Oh, it's Allianz. Allianz, Allianz. yes. He liked to do that, didn't he? Many times I was corrected. La di da. <laughs> is that the guy working in Milwaukee now? That's him. Yeah, small market, isn't it? For all you Target shoppers, the Star Tribune reporting the latest round of tariffs on Chinese-made goods will raise the cost of millions of everyday consumer items. However, Target says they don't want to pass any increase along to you shoppers. Instead, it's telling suppliers to eat those costs. In a memo to hundreds of national brand vendors who import goods from China, Target's chief merchandising officer, Mark Tritton, made clear that the Minneapolis-based retail chain will not accept any new cost increases related to the new levies that went into effect on Sunday. That's pretty bold, isn't it? Yeah. This is what's going to end this issue. Target and other of these tariffs. They use, these, they use so many products from China. These tariffs that have now kicked in and we're paying uh, for for it now. It's be, it's excuse me. It's begin. It's going to become a major issue. It's now. proving that protectionism is not all it's cracked up to be. Yes, it is. But before, when it was just the farmers suffering with the beans, everybody's like, yeah, so what? Farmers always suffer. But now that we're paying these tariffs, it's it's going to become a major mm-hmm. issue. Target and other large importers of Chinese goods, including Walmart, Richfield-based Best Buy, Dollar Tree, and the footwear industry, have voiced concerns the burden the tariffs would place on consumers. Spending provides a lion's share of fuel to the American economy. You know what? I'd like to hear that question asked at a debate. I'd like to hear what these Democratic liars, these probables, uh, would say about this. Don't look at me. Silence. I didn't know what you were doing there with your hands. Wipe my nose. Oh, (laughs) He just thought it was a little further out there. Yeah. Started out here. What was I... Joe doing when he tried to wipe his nose? <laughs> trying to put mustard on his head. Oh, Hurricane Dorian howling over North Carolina's outer bread banks on Friday, lashing the low-lying barrier islands as a weakened Category 1 storm and making landfall over Cape Hatteras. Sounds like the United States got lucky. Yes. The Bahama situation is going to prove to be just uh, horribly, horribly sad. They're going to have to start over. Thousands of people could be dead. Thousands. Mm-hmm. No, no. Storms, powerful winds, still knocked out power. Are, I'm sorry, John. Yeah. Why aren't we sending cruise ships full of food and water over? It takes you about 90 minutes to get there. An hour. I think we are. Okay. I, I hope that so. process is in place. You know? uh, the, the Navy set up their airstrip because it was gone. So they're in charge of planes and coming in. I know in a bunch out. of millionaires are uh, getting together and sending a lot of stuff Good. over there already. Locally, I'd contribute if I had some knowledge of who I'm supposed to send the check to. Locally, you can uh, signature. They do their the private flights over at the airport at Terminal 1. They're accepting 
Anything, water, toiletries, are all they flying it? Are they flying it there? Yeah, they'll fly it there. Well, I'll, get more, I'll get more info. Yeah, on that. hook us up a with that. A buddy them. of mine, Jeff Hack, is uh, works for Signature, and I get saw us it on the Twitter. whole dope so okay. GLers can pitch in. These there's there's some stories that are beyond sad mm-hmm. about the, a guy holding his ki- put a kid on the roof because a shark was swimming in the water. Oh, so he put God. his five year old on the roof, mm-hmm. and the wind and water just took the kid away. Oh. <laughs> Oh. A friend of mine. Guy put his wife on top of the kitchen cabinet. Same thing. Wind mm-hmm. and water came and took her. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, Jeff Heck. He's at Heck Joff G E O F F. He's a senior vice president at Signature Flights, and Signature Flight Support uh, will be collecting supplies to fly over relief aid. Please consider donating and dropping off goods via plane or car. We will store it in our hangar until they're ready to accept flights to the Grand Bahamas, spread the word. So well, that's signature right in Minneapolis. You can pull right up. Before the day is over, let's get this on our Twitter accounts, Facebook. Are they on and, Post Road? And, and the website. Is that yes. how you would get yes. there? Yeah, they're right there, right across from the cemetery uh, the, on the road. Fox News White House reporter John Roberts said President Trump called him into the Oval Office on Thursday afternoon to argue he was right about Hurricane Dorian threatening Alabama. During the meeting, Roberts explained in an internal Fox email obtained by CNN that Trump argued he was correct in claiming the early projections of Dorian showed it would impact Alabama. Roberts wrote, he stressed to me forecasts for Dorian last week had... Because that's what's important right Alabama now. Alabama no, the warning code. But we talked about this yesterday, and the early warning said that Alabama was going to be affected. Okay. The fact that he's still tweeting about it this morning. Yeah, that makes it fun. God. Yeah, Come on. What would you do if your kid... Uh, became so obsessively concerned uh, when you when you caught him stealing a cookie out of the cookie jar, and the kid for four four days, five days <laughs> said, "No, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I don't. Who did it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know." You'd you'd be worried about your kid. Yes, you would. Yes. Roberts was among the many reporters who condemned the president's use of an altered map on Wednesday. Uh, he wrote, uh, you can see somebody with a Sharpie or some other writing instruments added a little bit to the cone of uncertainty, which was not a part of the official forecast, before concluding Alabama was never part of the official forecast. John, I can add to that. Yes. The, uh, the Washington Post, uh, the same newspaper that wants me to understand that Bernie Sanders is a pillar of the community and has a heart of gold and is a terribly virtuous guy. Uh, Veronica Strackwell-Lucy Oh, I'm sorry, it's a CNN report, uh, but it notes that uh, President Donald Trump was the one who used a black Sharpie marker to alter an official National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration map to include Alabama, uh, the Washington Post has reported. The Washington Post got to the bottom of it. Your cookie jar kid analogy reminds me of my old friend O.T., and uh, O.T.'s motto was, lie, lie, lie. (laughs) And uh, O.T. said, I don't care if your wife sees you coming out of a club with another woman. You deny it. You say, that wasn't me. That's nope, right. wasn't me, wasn't me, wasn't me. Deny <laughs> everything. Lie, lie, lie. So I think OT would be down with uh, Mr. Trump. I know a fellow who was caught, uh, what's the term, in flag girl? Yeah, in flag And he said, no. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Sam. No. No, wasn't me. I have a lot of respect for that guy. Nope. uh, Sharpies have been so much in the news this morning, I wrote a little song about you. Oh, yeah. Okay, if if you guys don't mind. Now, why don't you capture this? (laughs) Capture this? Yeah. All right. Let's see if I can do it. If there's a Sharpie on my desk, I know I can't be wrong. 
If there's something too short, I'll just make it nice and long. Hey, hey now! Hey now! Think of the possibilities, the things that I could do. Why, maybe I could even cross out a Democratic candidate or two. <laughs> With a Sharpie on my desk, there'd be hell to pay. Well, maybe I could put Greenland in the old USA. Hey! <laughs> hey now! Hey now! Nice. That's my Sharpie. Nice. <laughs> With the Sharpie on my desk. I <laughs> uh, don't like these kinds of stories. The American Airlines, uh, or an American Airlines mechanic was arrested Thursday on a... Do you have his name, by the way? On a sabotage uh, charge. Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Yep. A sabotage charge accusing him of disabling a navigation system on a flight with 150 people oh, on board God. before it was scheduled to take off from Miami International Airport earlier this summer. The reason, according to a criminal complaint affidavit filed in Miami federal court, the veteran employee, Abdul Majid Marouf Ahmed Alani, Jeez. was upset over stalled union contract negotiations. Huh. None of the passengers and crew on the flight to Nassau were injured because the tampering with the air data module caused an air alert as the pilots powered up the plane's engines on the runway. As a result, flight number 2834 was aboarded, taken out of service for routine maintenance at America's hangar. Uh, in Miami, which is when the tampering with the system was discovered wow. during an inspection. Wow. Forgive me for if you mentioned this at the beginning. Mm -hmm. He's going to be facing pretty significant federal charges, yes. correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we had the charges, actually. No, just accused of the sabotage. Okay. So. And he was in the he was a member of the union yep. involved? <sighs> correct. All right. Because we I showed Rook this photo earlier, uh, not to make light of the storm or a flying in general, but there was a, a, a guy, because they're showing the flight patterns of all the planes going around the hurricane, and there's one plane in the eye of the storm, and they called this guy Leroy Jenkins, <laughs> where he was just going to go for it right through the middle. Uh, Leroy! Into the storm he Into the eye he went. Oh, All right, Rook, oh, go ahead. God. All right, Jumps, let's do this. Leroy <laughs> The best part of the video is all the other guys are like, oh, no, he's going. Oh, no, Leroy Why don't you in. explain to listeners what you're referencing? Add me, away, please. Add it, me. Is on, uh, it was found on YouTube. It was done a long time ago. In fact, it was the first really big-time viral video right. on YouTube. Really? There oh, were yeah. about 12 nerds that are playing a... Dungeons and Dragons style game, and they're going to storm the castle. So they've all met outside, discussing how many bullets, what percentage of chance they have. They're nerding it up completely. One guy finally just has enough, and he goes, "All right, jumps, let's do this." And he busts through the door and goes, "Leroy Jenkins." He's got guns ablaze, and he just he gets toasted. And they right all away. just get massacred. Damn it, Leroy! Why do you always do this? Yeah, the other the other players are very nerdy in their reaction too. They're angry, but they won't show. Right. I see what's, Leroy what's as Leroy? an what's Leroy doing? ADHD kid that just exactly. like, screw this, I want to go. Let's go in, nerds. <laughs> Staffers at a Seattle, a Seattle record store used to coming across rare finds, but they never thought they'd find a royalty check made out to Nirvana's Kurt Cobain. Easy Street Records found the check from Broadcast Music, Inc. that was made out to Cobain of Olympia. It was dated March 6, 1991. That would have been a few months before Nirvana made it huge with uh, the album Nevermind. 17 bucks. It was actually $26.57. <laughs> wow. 
songs. Do we know what for, what song for? It was one of the previous uh, albums. No, it was then. a previous album, yeah, obviously. Store owner Matt Vaughn said he was tidying in the basement when he found the uncashed check tucked in a collection of the rock band's tour itineraries. Well, it's got to be worth millions. He had bought the itineraries no. along with a box you don't of... Think? No, no. No, a, as a... As a piece of memorabilia? Well, not millions. I don't see it... You know, Dave oh. Grohl might want to buy it for a hundred grand or something. Okay. What, what uh, they think possibly is there was some other stuff in there too. Uh, the money order was wedged in between Cobain's itineraries from 1992. Uh, over the last few days, Vaughn has been questioning why Cobain would carry an old money order and check around on tour. He said it's almost like these were reminders to him or good luck charms of when he went through harder times huh. and what he had gone through, so he carried them with him. There's also a medical bill. Contained in there. It'd be hmm. fun to find out what song it was for. It had yeah. to be from the album. Something that apparently didn't it, sell well. Well, it actually could have just been for the album, too. <laughs> it had to be for, from uh, Bleach. That was 89. Yeah. yeah. So, which, which is a pretty good album, actually, if you're a fan of the band. Mm-hmm. In New Zealand, a fellow rider caught a stranger's telephone in midair. I Whoa. saw this oh, video. That's amazing. Whoa. I retweeted the film of this. It's very It's cool. amazing. He's riding in a Stop, roller time coaster. Out, time out. I retweeted the film of this. <laughs> he just picked it up at Snyder's after leaving it there for two weeks, and he just retweeted well, you know the film. Meant, the, audience, the video. Or whatever. That's never been said in this. I retweeted the, the film. film of this. I had to go Those get two a, have never gone together before. Yes. Had to go I'm get sorry. it developed first, and then yes. I retweeted it. One-hour photo. Samuel Kemp, who was in Spain uh, representing New Zealand in the Fistballing World Championship. Hey now. Okay. I, I, I'm not Whoa. even gonna. Yeah. Decided to ride a roller coaster at Barcelona's Port Aventura theme park. While on the ride, he saw a man had dropped his phone into the bottom of his car and couldn't pick it up. In an interview with Stuff New Zealand, Kemp said that he joked to his brother and other riders that when the ride dropped, they should get ready to catch the phone. Wow. Which Kemp actually did once the ride picked up some speed. The ride started, and I totally forgot about it because I was just in the moment because it was such a good ride, and then after the first drop, we rose up. I just saw the phone drift across my view, so I reached out, managed to grab it. Once the ride ended, Kemp returned the phone to the grateful man and discovered that his incredible feet had been captured by the ride's reaction video. It's on film. It's on film. Fistball is a European sport very similar to volleyball. All right. Thankfully. Those crazy Europeans. Thankfully. Thankfully. Well, no wonder this guy had the great coordination. Well, yeah, he's a champion. You see the phone flying through the air, and the guy goes, whoop, snaps it out of the air. They'll turn anything into a game, won't they? Yeah. uh, Kemp's, Kemp's good deed didn't go unrewarded. Uh, the man who lost his phone bought him the video <laughs> of the memorable roller coaster. I was worried he was going to fall out because the, the rest of the ride, he was totally celebrating the yeah, fact like, that he yeah. had his phone Woo! in his hand. And he's <laughs> acknowledging the guy who lost it by going, I got yeah. it, I got it. <laughs> Urban it, Dictionary describes it as something else. Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't want you to look it up on oh. Urban Dictionary. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. The Reavers beat you to the punch. It's volleyball. Yes. Form yeah, of volleyball. Yeah. Okay. You believe that. I do. I'm very. I'm getting more and more knowledgeable about volleyball. Seventy-four-year-old woman now holds the record for world's oldest mom. Holy mackerel! After she gave birth to twins on Thursday, following what? a round of really? in vitro fertilization using donor eggs. Oh, the woman, Aramati Mangayama, from where, John? Uh, India, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh, Sounds like small, yeah, India. Of course. And her husband, eighty-year-old Rajaro. No. Hail from a small Indian village Boy. in the eastern Godavari no, district. No, all she did, High she was... School graduation is going to be a stretch for them, isn't it? <laughs> 
she was the surrogate, right? Basically, she just carried it. Was to in term. Vi- it was in vitro. Yeah, but they're her kids. They weren't. Oh, for somebody well, else. Where, was they dad were, the, the? So they were guy? her eggs. Well, I'm assuming. Yeah. Was yeah. dad the guy? I have audio of them trying prior <laughs> wow. to. Yeah. Five, four. Right. He was a little countdown there. Falls asleep. Ignition sequence normal. Four. Three, yep. two, He's almost there. One, zero. Here we go. Plus one. Yes. Today <laughs> is unbelievable. Just get it over with. That, that was uh, Ramadi. Today yes, is unbelievable. Yes, it is unbelievable. The couple welcomed two girls after un- undergoing the one round of IVF for Dr. Says, ending a 60-year wait to be parents. Magayama's alleged feet... Sur- <laughs> what a mistake. Magayama's alleged feet surpasses hey, that. <laughs> There's two more we got to get burned. Yep. Uh, surpasses the old record, which was uh, held by 70 year old Daljinder Kaur, who had held the record for oldest recorded birth. The couple's daughters were born via C section. Doctors say there were no complications. Uh, doctors say one of the reasons, uh, and they don't think there were any major health issues either, because they said the woman has the body of a 40-year-old and is actually in better shape than some 20-year-olds I've treated. That's wow. Dr. Carolyn Doherty. Is there a picture? She says, I'm pretty conservative about some of these sorts of things, but Cecile really turned out to be their best option. She's genetically blessed. How's, who's Cecile? I Where's don't Cecile know. You're come the from? Where's Lucy? Where's Cecile? Cecile and Lucy. She's with Lucy. She's with Lucy. She's with Lucy. Where in the hell is Lucy? Where did you get Lucy, by the way? I have no idea. Nobody. It wasn't even. There's no name. It was Mary Lou. So the husband. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The husband was down with this. He's believing uh, this uh, Lion of Bull. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You're suspecting the mailman. Promiscuous seventy-six no, year old. No, no. Immaculate <laughs> conception. Give me a break. <laughs> From the I know a guy whose eyes were going, and he said he had immaculate degeneration. <laughs> immaculate degeneration. <laughs> Sounds like something President Bush would have said. <laughs> immaculate degeneration. From the OOPS department, the Air Force is investigating after a jet accidentally fired a rocket into the desert. Well, that'd shake you up, wouldn't it? Be out there camping. Right. Whoosh! Happened halfway between Phoenix and Tucson on Thursday. Wow. I've driven that stretch many times. I've been there many times. Been there many times. Air Force... Is that near the hole in the ground you paid money to go look at? No, that's up more up up towards Flagstaff. Got it. Air Force said the jet was an A-10C Thunderbolt II. A warthog. That's known... Wow, listen to you. Yeah. Known as as the warthog. It can fly really slow and low. Yep. Uh Yep. Unintentionally (laughs) released a single M-156 rocket at about 1040 in the morning while on a training mission. Uh, No injuries or damage. The Air Force said the M-156, which fires white phosphorus smoke to help mark targets and start fires, went down in a desert wash about 60 miles northeast of Tucson in an uninhabited area under the Jackal Military Operations Area. The Warthog is assigned to the 354th Fighter Squadron of the 355th Fighter Wing at Davis-Monthan in Tucson. You see a warthog coming, you may as well just stop in your tracks and let it do its job, because you are not going to hide from that thing. You ain't getting away? Nope. John, that's fantastic. Okay. That's just fantastic. Can I tell the fine people of Garage Logic about a great place to go treat your gal uh, or your as guy? As long as it's Jack's, you can. Wow, thank you, Kenny. It really is a softball there. Jack's Cafe. As long as you get to sit outside. Uh, you, the, the patio is open right now, and tonight would be the perfect night. If you don't have a football game to go to, check out jackscafe.com. Go there before the Twins game. Right before the Twins game. It's in northeast Minneapolis. It's so easy to get to. And once you're there, you're going to have a wonderful meal, especially if you're asking about rookie day. 
eight night menu. It's a four course meal. It's under a hundred bucks and it includes a bottle of wine. That is a special menu item that's not on the menu, so it's kind of like the secret handshake. Jack's Cafe has put together a wonderful, wonderful menu of uh, several different choices, so you you can pick out what you want for that four-course meal and make a reservation early because they always get busy on the weekends. Outside in the patio, before it gets too cold, it is a fantastic. You are completely transformed into a wonderful, beautiful thing. There's trout, little trout stream. There's great service, and the cocktails are second to none. Now, if you're going to offer uh, maybe uh, your work party, your Christmas party, or just a get-together, they've got rooms, 25 to up to 300 people, and they'll do it with class and style. Jack's Cafe, located at 1928 University Avenue Northeast, right off of 19th Avenue Northeast. So it's Northeast Minneapolis, three generations. Billy does a great job. Don't forget to tell them that the rookie sent you. And if you want to go online and check them out, it is jackscafe.com. Free parking, Northeast Minneapolis, plus bus service to all Gopher Games, J-A-X-C-A-F-E.com. Tell them the Rook sent you and ask for that rookie date night menu. I see you got a new nickname for the president. Bama. We're going to call him Bama. Bama. We're going to call him Bama. Bama. <laughs> Bama. Yeah. Are we all willing to now admit the guy is certifiably bleeping crazy? <laughs> Are we ready to admit that with all the issues, the Chinese tariffs, the stock market. Uh, How do you know he's trouble, not having fun with you, Pat? The he, troubles he's, in the Mideast. He's provoking he's, you. No, he's not. He is a complete, bleeping, narcissistic jackass. In my opinion. Pat, let me and just... In my opinion. He's one of the 25 worst human beings on the planet. I like him more and more and every day. Yes. Patrick, as, as, a, as yes. a great resistor... I love him. Drawing his own map. Yeah. <laughs> As a great resistor, that forced me to take a giant step. The the marker. <laughs> Pat, have you seen the fun people on Twitter are having with that? You know, here's uh, proof that Obama's taller than or that Trump is taller than Obama and they draw a little squiggly line with the thing that make <laughs> Here's proof that Donald Trump never met Jeffrey Epstein, and the in the Epstein's face is just X'd out with the marker. Oh, it's Kenny, wonderful. You make a good point. Maybe he is just having fun. Oh my God, this maybe, just maybe because he cares so little about his job. Yeah, you know, and all he cares about is him. This stuff. He's, just, he's bored. You know, they're sitting there trying to tell him about world crises, and he says. Why don't we buy Greenland? You know? <laughs> it, it, more and more. I just... want to buy Greenland, and I'm not making that visit to Greenland unless Denmark sells it to me, even though they don't own it. But that's okay. What about <laughs> Penny Rosario's throw? I feel I like I'd Dave Lee there. talking to Sid. <laughs> I wish I wish I had been there. I uh, we uh, left. We came home last night. I was on the plane when that happened. Mm-hmm. I heard about it when I got back. But, what a uh, marvelous throw! I had a youngster that was there last night, and he said that it was one of the most enjoyable games he'd ever seen. Wow! Oh well, it's one of the oddest. Yeah, the Twins get nine walks. They receive nine walks. Mm-hmm. 
and scored two runs because they got two hits. Mm-hmm. And uh, and meanwhile, Boston uh, lets Martin Perez. I said that the I said yesterday on Judd Mackey, whatever the hell they call her show now. They got another guy there. They got another guy there. I can't remember his name. But uh, but but I said. We were going to stay for the game, but when we saw Martin Perez was pitching against his Red Sox lineup, I said, it'd be like watching baby seals beat to death. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes out and pitches six innings and allows two hits. How did that happen? He thinks. They, you know what? They they just got a really good vibe going winning these kind of games. Oh God, when they win a game like that, yeah. and the one is Tuesday night's one of the best games I've seen. I think so. Uh, we were there because uh, you know they're up six all, and all of a sudden uh, Trevor May throws one of his cookie hooks, and they uh, hit a three run homer, and uh, and it's six four, and you know it's going to be right down to the nubbins and uh, tying runs on base, bottom of the ninth, and Rogers strikes out one of the best hitters in the league. It was great. And then, you know, Tuesday wasn't so good. But uh, you know what, Joe? You know why we love that ballpark? I don't, by the way. It's strictly the geometry. Mm-hmm. It's strictly that's a wonder, you know, that like last night, there's, you know, the only reason you could throw a guy out at the plate on that ball is that it hits high on this wall. It's only 320 feet away. So yep. Eddie can throw it all the way to the plate. Yep. And then you got these corners out there and the angles and everything. That's great. But the rest of it. It's a hellhole. Dump. Well, it's a dump. Say, how about Sano's home run into the camera well on Tuesday night? It wasn't in the camera well. It was over the camera well. Oh, my word. It hit there. They got a big, long post, you know. Yeah. Probably holding up the camera well, and it banged off up there. That was where we were in about the 25th row behind old plate. Who's we? Uh, Jim, Chris, and I were out. Oh, okay. You took your annual summer baseball trip. Just the just we sat in the stands. I didn't work, so okay. uh, I just we just sat in the stands and watched a couple of games, and uh, it was uh, you know it was uh, unbelievable. And Cruz had hit one right before that, right to straightaway center field there, and, uh, and you know uh, a couple of years ago, this Dontrell Willis, who is now on TV, mm-hmm. was talking about. One giant home run he gave up, and and his left fielder never moved. You mm-hmm. know, his left fielder just looked, and he said, when he came in after the inning, he said, come on, I need at least three courtesy steps. I'm <laughs> 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 like, there's a chance it's stayed. <laughs> I need at least three courtesy steps. Jackie Bradley didn't give that. didn't give courtesy steps on either of I Gave a couple on Cruz. He just turned around and looked at uh, Snow's. I discovered a new player that I'm excited to watch. Is it Devers for Boston? Devers, yeah. Raphael Devers. Raphael Devers. Yeah. He's a no, character. He's got, he's got 111 RBI. I know. And I think he's like 22 years old. But he now, has antics. He has antics. Yeah, and he uh, he'll strike out. Yeah. You know, he's he's one of those guys that'll strike out. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're top four in their lineup with Martinez as hot like he's been. Is phenomenal. That's why I can't believe Perez. I mean, it's Xander Bogarts, who's their third hitter. If they had, a, if they were having a better year, he'd be have MVP talk. He's mm-hmm. been fantastic too. The shortstop. So uh, I think the Cleveland yeah, series here is sold out, isn't it? No, uh, I think what I Saturday sold game, out. 
Saturday sold out. Yep. Friday and tonight Saturday. is not. We got the Sunday won't be sold out. They got a bike. You got to worry about those bikes, man. Yeah, got to uh, worry about that bike. But they'll probably have thirty something. They, they won't have any complaints this weekend. Patrick, uh, there's been uh, there's been a coup. You've been, you've been kicked out of the Krabby Coffee Shop. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the new mugs? No, I'm not in it. You didn't make the cut, brother. <laughs> so I did. I get bought out. That's what I want. The cash. Yes. I want, yeah. I want Such bought you out. He, he Such claims he's upper management and he made the move. <laughs> and uh, so I, I think you're owed some sort of severance. And it'll come right out of Joe's pocket. Pat, the picture of Kenny on the cup doesn't look anything like Kenny. You didn't miss anything. Downright sexy is what it is. That's why it doesn't look like anything like Kenny. And my other question for you, we we actually talked about it earlier on the podcast. A few weeks ago, you took the light rail over to a soccer match, did you not? And your ride back, where? What was the ride where, from? Where to where? Was it from the from, stadium to uh, here? St. Paul, you know, from Union Depot. There, the last stop. Back to uh, back to Hubbard, because I parked at Hubbard and I draw. And then I went to Allianz Field and watched a little bit of soccer, and then I went down to St. Paul. Oh, and then okay. I went down to the, then I went down to CHS Field. But on the ride back, uh, we had some uh, some uh, fellas on the uh, <laughs> on the train that were uh, acted up a little bit, mm-hmm. yeah. and I almost lost my life because uh, some guy, as we're stopped at Lexington forever. Uh, Comes the doors open for five minutes, and he always he's got something on fire in his hand, right? <laughs> and he reaches inside the car, and it's like he wants the smoke alarm to go off or something. I don't know what he's doing, and now I'm sitting there saying, "Okay, you're a 73 year old Caucasian male who's in a minority in this particular situation, and you can either sit here and keep your mouth shut." And you end up with a 20-minute delay, or you can risk your life to get the train moving. So what I did said, you hey. do? I said, hey, stop that. <laughs> You're going to set off the alarm. And he called me every filthy name of the book, but he stopped doing it. <laughs> then you won. <laughs> My impatience wins again. Yeah. It's so funny that you can't well, hold your tongue, Roycey. But then you tweeted about it, and you talked about how long the trip took you. And you got some pushback. People didn't believe people you. People did not believe me, but... Those university stops that night were all like five minutes for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. It took 30. I got on it at Allianz Field and it got off at like 33, four minutes later, you know, 35 minutes. That one later. guy that works for NPR used to work for NPR that disagreed with you. He's one of the world's most pompous individuals. I was going to say planet. that's a very good word for him. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to block him. Who, Garrison Keeler? No, he, no, he's worse. God. Worse than uh, Gary. Bob Kyle Collins, Bill or Bob oh, yeah. Collins. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's the, he'll, uh, he'll correct you on everything you do in life. So. Well, anyway. Are you going uh, to the ball yeah. yard tonight? I got her uh, this week. I got Friday and, and Sunday, and I don't know about Saturday, but I got a, I'm covering uh, Friday and Sunday. So, All right, this very good. The, this will be the tribe's last stand if they lose. That's right. They'll win at least two here, but... The Twins had a tough week next week. You know, Nationals are in town. They got great pitching, and they've been hot. And then they got to go to Cleveland. So you don't, you don't want to let the Indians leave here feeling good. You want them to leave here feeling bad. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, Jets. Thank you. Bama, baby. Bama, Bama. <laughs> President Bama. By the way, uh, Patrick's email is pricey at startribune.com. Yeah, yeah, send them right to Pat. <laughs> yeah, don't don't bother sending them to me, please. <laughs>
Five surprising scientific facts about Earth's climate. Ooh. Five surprising facts, facts about, about Earth's climate. climate. By Vijay Jayaral. Okay, you're on your own there. <laughs> yeah. uh, who is uh, uh, an Indian fellow, is in the country of India. Welcome. Yes. Uh, fact number one. Well, I'll be darned. The climate has always changed. Huh. Thank you. I've okay. said the same thing. Locked in. Number two, temperature increases in the past were not caused by humans. Industrialization did not happen until the 17th century. Therefore, no prior changes in climate were driven by human emissions of carbon dioxide. In the last 2,000 years alone, global temperatures rose at least twice, around the 1st and 10th centuries, to levels very similar to today's, and neither of those warm periods were caused by humans. The Arctic and Antarctic are doing better than ever. Yes, you read that right. The 10,000-year Holocene Paleoclimatology records reveal that both the Arctic and Antarctic are in some of their healthiest states. Polar bears, number four, polar bears and other species are not dying but flourishing. And number five, carbon dioxide is not a temperature control knob. While most of the current climatologists who collaborate with the UN believe the anthropogenic CO2 emissions have exacerbated natural warming in recent decades, there is no empirical proof to support that claim. The only way to test it will be to wait and see if their assumptions come true. What are his credentials? Uh, it, the, when I read about this, uh, I, when I read the piece on the, on the screen, uh, it included his credentials, which were credible. Uh, but, uh, oh, here. Uh, he works for the Foundation for Economic Education. Is he a scientist? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but I like what he said, so I read it. <laughs> the climate's always changed. Thank you. He agrees with me. That's right. We'll be back shortly. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. You were wondering about the author of that piece. Uh, put out by the Foundation for Economic Education, VJJRI, and you look them up, Rook, and read to me who he is. He has his master's in environmental science, and he is the research associate for developing countries for the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. And the Foundation for Economic Education has been functioning since 1946. Okay. Uh, there's nothing in here that's uh, that's terribly uh, novel. His his He's just reporting a- accuracies. And uh, I love the fact that, you know, let me repeat, the climate has always changed, always. And I've always said that. I'm not a climate change denier. Right. Uh, as proxy temperatures data sets, as, as proxy temperature data sets reveal, there have been cyclical changes in the climate in the past 10,000 years. There is not a single climate scientist who denies this well-established fact. It doesn't matter what your position on the causes and magnitude and danger or not of current climate change is. You have to be on board on this one. Climate has always changed, and it has changed in both directions, hot and cold. Until at least the 17th century, all these changes occurred when almost all humans were hunters, gatherers, and farmers. Right. It's the sun, people. The sun and the orbit and the... Uh, what... What baffles me about and the, the wobbling of the earth baffles me about the people that uh, that believe in this so strongly is they will not accept scientists and their opinions and their hypotheses if it doesn't agree with theirs. Well, that's that they reject any other opinion other than this. Mm-hmm. Like they're some sort of experts when there in, in fact are many scientists that are coming at uh, coming at it from basically your angle. 
Well, Garth Paltridge, the Australian astrophysicist. Right. Say, are you aware of, I should have brought this up with Patrick, of the Drew, Drew Brees kerfuffle? No. He recorded a video uh, that was urging kids uh, to bring their Bible to school. I guess there's a Bible to school day, and uh, he's greatly under attack for that because uh, the uh, the great unwashed dug into this and realized that uh, the video was linked to an anti-LGBTQ group, and he did not know that, and uh, uh, he's very sincere in saying, I do not support any groups that discriminate or have their own agendas that are trying to promote inequality. Uh, he called all the reporters into his locker room and said, it's a 23-second video. And, and he filmed it for Bring Your, Bible, Bring Your Bible to School Day, an initiative of Focus on the Family, uh, an anti-LGBTQ evangelical group with a history of opposing gay and transgender rights. Uh, he did not know that, and he's not backing down from uh, uh, quoting of Bible verse uh, for the kids in the video. And... Uh, 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 made the set the record straight and didn't apologize. Which if was you want to go after an NFL football player, yeah. Drew Brees is about the last person you should mm-hmm. be going after. Mm-hmm. He's pretty milk toast, isn't he? That's he, that's what drives me nuts. He's white bread. I don't know. He was part of that. Uh, well, yeah, he did beat NFC the Vikings in the '09 championship game. But other than that, he's a good dude. Good thing I haven't let go of that. Yeah. Well, I think basically <laughs> what he's getting criticized for is he had the audacity to. Uh, bring religion into the public square and uh he's he's not apologizing for it uh i don't apologize for my love of meat (laughs) right from grand offers old-fashioned meat market in hugo i don't apologize for my love of lean pork brats which must be grilled not boiled 130 flavors of uh, brats at Grunhofer's, which is at the north end of Hugo, right on Highway 61. You can't miss it. It's become a gathering mecca for GLers, not not just for brats, but for burgers, steaks, uh, jerky, pastrami, uh, ham, pastrami. bacon, pastrami, uh, you name it. It's the a tri-tip. meat bazaar. Oh, oh man. Tri-tip roast. Mm-hmm. I, 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 even even slider patties, slider patties. Yeah, they got it all. Yeah. And if you're a salmon guy, yep, they've got smoked I am a salmon. salmon guy. You throw it right on the grill. You get that hunk of wood. And uh, my dad said that was the best piece of salmon he ever had. Kebabs. Yep. Chicken brats, beef brats. You name it. They got it there. And Spencer and his gang, they're all wearing the white coats because they're meat cutters. <laughs> yes. They'll tell you how to cook it if you have any questions. They'll give you tips and advice, and you can stare with your mouth open at the at the uh, at the glass. Uh, 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 what do I call it? The cooler that hold the, the counter, that yeah. hold all the meat. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to still sign up. Tell them that you were a garage logician. You heard it on the podcast. <clears throat> yep. But that fifteen hundredth uh, award has already been done. They got they got that taken care of earlier this yes. week. Yes. The fifteen hundredth uh, GLer to sign the sheet because uh, Spencer likes to keep track if his advertising money is being well spent. Damn! What a great night to grill. Mm-hmm. You got time? He's open. Mm-hmm. He's open to. Um, let's find out what he closes here. Open yeah, all the time. and find out about Saturday too because there's a good chance I might be within a few miles Wait. and on my way to. That's a, a declaration. Ooh. I'm not getting jack for you. You guys haven't done anything for me. What, Such, what do you, you need? I'll rule. get you something, brother. You better rule. <laughs> well, the ruling we've established. No, the ruling. you've done plenty for me. Yeah. You get something. The rest of these idiots <laughs> okay, have done nothing anything. for me. <laughs> the ruling is: if anyone on the staff is making a run, they got to inform the other members of the yeah, staff. You tell me what you need, my friend. I I'll get some, it for uh, you. I want some. Uh, well, I'll tell you exactly what I want. 
I want the, I had it circled Give me here. a four-pack of Rookie Burgers. I'm not uh, getting you nothing. I want nothing. the jerky. Joe, you want a four-pack of Rookie Burgers. Bacon cheddar brats. Oh. Bacon cheddar brats. Right. They're open tomorrow when I go by. They're you open. have until uh, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 7, so they got good hours. Sunday, they're open Sunday, 10 yeah, to 5. They're right. open till 7 o'clock on a, su- on a Saturday? Yep. Well, yeah, they're busy. Jeez, yeah. Spence, take Supply some time off. I don't know when Spencer my, relaxes. My God, it's the weekend. <laughs> right. All right. Should have half a buzz on by 7 p.m. <laughs> well, we'll be back uh, with a little more John Height. The Sands is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music. The music of Count Basie and his great band. Ah. Angie. <laughs> and the man is Joe Suchere. How are we getting away with this? I can't remember. Because we don't get to the actual song. Ah. This is the prelude oh, yeah. up to the song. This is canon. Yeah. What was this his is name? Jamming. Conrad? Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I thought you guys agreed to put this at the beginning of the show. Oh, we forgot. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. How did all these but, people get in my room? Yeah, you're right, Kenny. There was a ruling involved, I yeah. thought. See, now we morph. Uh, do you want the email, which is funny, or the names of the... the, uh, the uh, what have you selected as the finalists for the name? Ten finalists. Sea Hag. Yep. The SS Unsinkable 2. I like that. <laughs> Hooplehead. SS Hooplehead. Yep. SS Mind Your Own Business. M-Y-O-B. Uh, the Leave Me Alone. The uh, and uh, you guys really love this one, Cirrhosis of yeah. the River. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Uh, the Krabby Cruiser, the Krabby Craft, Boat, <laughs> Boat, <laughs> and Reaver's uh, Reaver's entry. I just can't resist it. I changed it a little, Chris. SS Crap Can. Yes. Uh, so uh, I made it. At some point, when I get around to it, we're going to post these on Twitter, and everybody can vote on them, and you guys can decide what this piece of crap is going to be called. <laughs> I've got to read this email. It came at twelve thirty. I just noticed it when I was blocking somebody uh, on my phone here. Uh, hi guys, just listening to yesterday's podcast. It seems we are being asked to live a vegetarian lifestyle to avoid a climate catastrophe. Does that mean we should eat the same things as cows, which produce way more flatulence? I think uh, the more responsible approach to climate change would be to eat as much beef mm-hmm. as possible. Here, here. And that came from Steve Wilson. We thank here, him. Here, here. You got anything for us, Johnny, before we wrap oh, it up? Oh, I could, uh, yeah, there's a few here. New lanes marked today with bright red paint reserved for city buses during rush hours. Oh, they, boy. They opened up on Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis today with the goal of faster trips for transit users and less congestion on the heavily traveled corridor. City officials and staff from Metro Transit marked the lane's arrival by a cutting a ribbon at the Uptown <laughs> Transit Station <laughs> near Lake Street. Wow. From 7 to 9 a.m. weekdays, there will be no street parking on the northbound side of Hennepin between Lake Street and the Uptown Transit Station and from 25th Street to Franklin Avenue, keeping that space clear for a bus lane. From 4 p.m. to 6.30 p.m., there will be no parking between southbound, uh, no parking southbound, excuse me, from Franklin Avenue to 25th Street, and buses will run in that space. On-street parking will be allowed outside the rush hours. They better have tow trucks ready because people have to learn a whole new thing now. A Blue Ribbon winner at the State Fair got a shout-out on social media from Lin-Manuel Miranda. 
Uh, don't know if you guys saw this, but the actor, writer, composer, producer retweeted a picture of him as Hamilton made with seeds from the State Fair. I did see that. Crop art was created by Linda Paulson of Hackensack. Miranda wrote on Twitter, a blue ribbon at the Minnesota State Fair. Linda Paulson, those are seeds. You've outdone yourself. Uh, our TV station downstairs here, KSTP, talked to Paulson at the fair when she was among a group of people honored for getting 50-year awards. At the time, she told KSTP, I like competition, to talk to the artists and see what they've made. It's a fun time. Can anyone in this room tell me where Hackensack is? Yeah, I can. It's New Jersey. <laughs> Hackensack, New Jersey. Hackensack is north. Uh, West. S- Central. North, northern Minnesota. That's all you're going to give me? That's Bemidji Way. Nope. Leech Lake Way. It's they, up there somewhere. Now you're getting close. Just south of Walker. Yes. All right. It's a great song by Fountains of Wayne called Hackensack. Yeah. Oh, really? Hum yeah. a few bars if you would. If I ever get back to Hackensack. Yeah, never mind. I told you I drove by the Fountains of Wayne. There's you a place called to, the yes. Fountains of Wayne in New Jersey. Oh, and really? they Well, they sell... It, ornamental it, fountains and pottery. When and I stuff. rewatched The Sopranos, guess who was shopping at Fountains of Wayne? Really? Tony Soprano. And really? I went, what the heck? Fountains yeah. of Wayne? That's yeah. a band. That's yeah. right. oh, cool. Uh, on Thursday, Nissan CEO Hiroto Sakawa admitted he, he was overpaid by Nissan, but he said he didn't know about the payments and he didn't order them. He said he would return the money to the company. He told reporters an internal company investigation found that he had received the money. U.S. Congressman Raul Ruiz, mm-hmm. R-U-I-Z, very, very common uh, Hispanic name. He's a California Democrat, Raul Ruiz, Ruiz. He's facing a challenge for a seat by a Republican businessman named Raul Ruiz. Oh, no, no. The 47-year-old representative for the state's 36th district, a Harvard-educated physician, has handily won a re-election every two years since entering Congress in 2013, but... He says he's worried uh, there could be a problem with name recognition as he runs against a fellow who has exactly the same name he does. On Thursday, his largely unknown challenger, who was homeless for a time, according to his website, released a campaign launch video said to pick the right Raul Ruiz for Congress. In the bio, the challenger writes that Congressman Ruiz and radical liberals want to use handouts to keep people dependent on the government and rob them of their shot at the American dream. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah. It's fantastic. Really quick, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Garden Stores, proud sponsors of not only this show, but also the beer show. Yeah. Guess who I chatted with on the phone last night? <clears throat> Mike Fratelloni. Not only him, but uh, Larry Bell. The As owner in of- Bell's Two-Hearted Ale? Oh. Uh-huh. Had him on the phone. The reason he had Where'd to be Where'd you on the reach f- him? Uh, he was in the suite <laughs> was of Mike water. Ditka. At Soldier Field. Really? Shut yeah. up. He was a guest of Ditka for cool. the game last wow. night. Did you, do you know what Jackie did? Jackie from Elevated? Yes. you know what she did for me and my family? I saw that. She stocked moose drool in. Just for you. That is so awesome. Uh, I love moose drool. It they comes stocked from, a beer just for Dum Dum. It comes wow. from uh, some joint in Montana. Yeah. I thought it was Canadian. Uh, no, no, it's, no, it's Montana. a Montana thing. Is it an IPA? What does that no, mean? It's, it's, a it's a brown yeah, ale, isn't it? It's dark. It's a brown yeah. ale. By the way, uh, to you two two-hearted ale fans, yeah, um, we're coming out with a double two-hearted ale. I Ooh, saw that. Boy. Yeah. And uh, seasonal only. You better get it the second it hits the shelves. What does or it's that gonna mean? It's going to be gone. It's stronger than vodka. It's twelve percent. 
Oh. That's a little strong. Oh, I'm That's not a lawn mowing uh, beer. I can't. Uh, I can't do that. That's a sit down beer. No. Sit down and tied to your chair. That's beer. a second yeah. half beer. Right. Not leaving you're... the house beer. <laughs> wow. Twelve percent. Wow. Yeah, that's too much. Yikes. But I'd I'd love to have shared some of that bells I got last night. But you know, it's appreciate that. Yeah, you're really. It's, uh, well, it's, you it's did gone. the best you could. I tried. Uh, I really yeah. tried. Yeah. Can we have a good weekend now, please? Yeah, please. Have a good weekend. I think we're going to. And I'm also, uh, if you would like to help. Donate to the Bahamas yeah. and the flight relief. Check out Signature Flight Support Services. Just Google them, and you'll be able to find the locations. They're all over the country, but we do have a an MSP Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport Terminal One location. Uh, get in touch with them as to the hours that they can take the toiletries and so forth. They're doing a good job, and they'll make sure they get it where it's supposed to go. All right, you heard the Scramble Friday on this podcast. If you'd like to listen to other podcasts. Well, we've got them all listed at garagelogic.com. This weekend, we're at football games, and you tell someone, did you hear that Garage Logic podcast? And somebody says, that show is still on? Grab their phone and show them how to download the Garage Logic podcast. Super easy for those of you that are not tech savvy. Just go to garagelogic.com. You can figure it out. All sponsors that are very satisfied had to get in touch with us at some point. Rookie at garagelogic.com. We'll get you in touch with the right people. Check out what's on Joe's bookshelf in Author's Corner. And Greg Holcomb has some fun, entertaining cartoons. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch you next time. Don't forget to listen to the sister podcast, Table Talk with Rookie's Family for a little comic relief and family insight. Catch you next time. Garage Logic, the podcast.